I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. Now, um, James, what made you come to Save With Conrad in the first place? Um, I needed a refi. Uh, I've been listening to Conrad's show for a couple of years. It was it was very you know it was very competitive uh, with what I was seeing locally and with my current lender. So I just decided to throw my business at Conrad. Was there anything specific that Conrad said on the shows that kind of made you take that first step? Interest rates are historically low, and two months without a mortgage payment seemed a really good deal. Um, off the top of your head, how much money were you able to save uh, through Save with Conrad? Man, I don't know what, what the overall savings going to be. I, I needed to cash out to cover some other um, other uh, outstanding debts, and the the rate I dropped, I was able to drop the rate down by almost a point and um, basically keep my same payment but cash out enough to cover those outstanding debts and uh, have a little uh, left over for a rainy day. Oh, that's great. It's pouring down rain here. Would you recommend Save with Conrad to any of your friends or family? Oh, sure. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention you can skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split Off, Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arcade Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast, watch a long try not to laugh, lowest rules can't pass, this wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man, Klondike Bill make a chair, Tommy come over here, what happened when, WHW Monday, and now let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, hey hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. What's going on, man? How are you? Well, I'm still bored out of my mind. How you doing? Man, I'm great. I got to tell you, I am, uh, I'm adjusting nicely. You know, I feel like there's that moment where we all think we can do this, and then we start to freak out a little bit, and like, I just can't keep doing this, and then you just settle in. I imagine it's like being with Lois. You just settle, and you're just yeah. like fuck it this is it yeah i, I guess that's I, I guess you just kind of get accustomed to it is another way to say it but sure. but i had a uh, i had a day last week where literally and i've never done this in my life i literally not literally almost slept all day all right i uh i i watched tv till late in the night then i went to bed and this is about 2 a.m i guess eastern time slept till 12 30 got up Took Bug out for him to pee, gave him his medicine, 
fed him. I took my medicine, went back to bed and slept till 7.30 that night. And then uh, got up, looked at the TV and went back to bed. I, I've never done that. I would just, I, I don't know if it's being depressed about the, the times that we're in or just, and I'm thinking that was, and I've had a lot of unproductive days in my life, a lot of them, <laughs> but that took the cake. That took the fucking cake. So hopefully we won't have to do that again and we can keep moving forward. And, uh, but it's good as, as always bringing everybody to the podcast and being on what happened when with you. Well, congratulations. I'm sure you've heard, uh, a lot of critical praise for your work last week on AEW. Of course, uh, Chris Jericho joined you and, uh, it's a little different. You know, there's no Taz, there's no JR, there's no Excalibur, but there was Tony Schiavone and Chris Jericho. And uh, all I heard were glowing reviews of you guys as a duo and, and people seem to really dig it. So I hope you had fun working with Chris and, and it seems like fans want more of that in the future. Well, I hope they go. We hope to give them more of that in the future. And, and I think that right now it's kind of a novel idea. And right now I'm not overexposed. And people who remember me, as you say at the beginning of this, voice of your childhood. Uh, so the the good thing is that that I don't want to do too much. I, I really, really don't because I know how it gets. I know how it gets. I've been there. And all of a sudden people say, oh, that motherfucker again. And they've said that about Michael Cole for years. They said that about me. And it just happens. People get enough of you. So me in small doses works for me. And it works for my raspy old old man voice too. So I, but I did enjoy it. I love working with Chris. He and I have had a great relationship going back years and years, respect him and like what he does. And I had a great time and my girl, Britt Baker really turned it up, got a broken nose and everything. My God bless her heart. What a scene that was, man. Yeah. She was uh, busted wide open right yeah. there on TV. And I think it, uh, it had a lot of people aghast like, <gasps> They hadn't seen something like that on TV. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a, it was a hard way. It really was. She got her nose broken and, and now she's, uh, she apparently is going to need surgery, but, uh, of course she can't have it right now because it's, uh, you know, because of the way the, uh, the health crisis is right now, she has to wait. So, uh, it's, but anyway, I thought it was a great women's match and, uh, Cody had a great match with Sean Spears and he, it's funny watching guys and you'll agree with this. It's funny watching guys on both sides wrestle in front of nobody and doing promos in front of nobody where they cannot feed off the crowd. Right. That's a completely different monster than, than we've ever seen in wrestling. Even back in the old studio days when we had, what, 100 people or 200 people, they came in and they were vocal and the fans fed off them. But we got nobody with the exception of maybe five guys on each side, you know, the wrestlers. It's just, it's a different, it's a, well, it's a different time, obviously, but it's a different monster completely. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I, I really feel good about, I feel good about the wrestling business, what we're attempting to do and what the WWE is attempting to do. And that is continue to entertain you during these hard times. Well, we are having fun. Um, you know, not only watching the show and having a fun distraction, but we're having fun here on this show, trying to provide you another distraction. And this one is a little more nostalgic. We're going to talk about, you know, you often hear this all the time, Tony, and, and I'm sure you do. Oh, I liked wrestling back then, or, oh, I loved it growing up or, oh, it's, it's not as good as it used to be, or this isn't the wrestling I, I grew up with or, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of 
looking back with rose colored glasses. Is that fair sure. to say? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you and I have looked back at some of the old world championship wrestling days in the eighties. And I remember those fondly as great days of wrestling. But when you and I review it here on the show and watch it together, it sucks, right? Yeah. A lot of it yeah. is uh, yeah. not great. Right. Just the time that we're in and, and, uh, the era that we're in and what we're accustomed to now. Uh, but the, but the good news about the show that we're getting ready to do is that, uh, I know the Hardy boys are on this and you know, I've become now that Matt's uh, with uh, AEW, I've become kind of a, a Hardy boy watcher and, uh, they are, they were just sensational back in the day, back in this time. Well, listen, I'm excited to cover this one. Of course, the show we're talking about is Monday night raw, February 28th, 2000, a mm. uh, pretty special show. Uh, we're on the heels of, um, uh, Royal rumble 2000 and then no way out 2000. We're marching towards WrestleMania 2000. Mick Foley has uh, lost his shot at the world title, put his career on the line the next month at no way out, took a very spectacular bump and yet another hell in a cell match. And that's it. Mick Foley has been forced to retire and, uh, Kurt angle is just really starting to get hot. Uh, the rock is looking for a shot at the world title at WrestleMania. Uh, Taz is here in WWE. So there's lots of fun stuff to talk about. I'm excited for you to see it for the first time because, uh, well, this is one of the more talked about shows and you'll see why shortly, but Tony, right. you've, you've never seen this, correct? No, no, I'm not. This was back February of 2000. We were going down the toilet. As you know, we were the, uh, uh coffin on roller skates. And so I was very, uh, depressed about the business and very, uh, didn't want to see anything else, but what we were trying to do. So. I completely ignored it. Didn't know what was going on. I couldn't have told you anything about Kurt Angle, about the Hardy Boys, about Mick Foley, about Triple H, about Big Show, nothing during that time. Didn't know anything about them. Well, let's have some fun with this. Fire up your WWE network. You heard me. It's February 28th, 2000. It's an hour and 33 minutes. We're going to get this thing going. But first, we need a little help from our friends. You think, uh, you think the old bride's hanging around? You think we can tag her in? Did you say old bride or old broad? Well, I mean, whatever you want to say, I, I said okay. bride, but if you want to call your wife a bride, I mean, that's your prerogative, I suppose. No, no I don't. We've been, we've been getting along. What's up with these... that? Do you think, you know, because you guys have decided this is the end of days that you might as well start being nice to each other. Yeah. Might as well. Let's well, start good, a while. Yeah, I started watching TV shows together, and oh, which reminds me, and I'll talk about it as we go along. I've started watching a new TV show I want to check with you about, but we're watching TV shows together. So anyway, let's bring the, in the old bride. There you go. Thank you. Lois Shivani. I'm not an old bride. I'm not an old bride. You can't call me an old bride. You're old. Three, two, one, play. Here you see the old signature open. I'm going to, uh, track it. Love that logo. I love this whole entrance scene. The big pyro to start the show, man, pyro really set the tone for wrestling. It's one of those things where I always sort of took for granted. And I was like, 
ah, who fucking cares? Especially when you're live at the show, it's just loud and annoying. And I'm like, let's get on with the show. And now that we, we don't get much pyro anymore, it's pretty spectacular to go back and look at it and say, damn, what a way to start the show. Yeah. And, and would you look at the fans, the sea of fans, if you will, and all the different, we're in the sign era right now. Yeah. Not only are we in the sign era, we're in the hotbed of WWE. We're in Madison square garden in New wow. York city. So this is a, a great show, a great time to be a part of the WWE universe. By the way, I got somebody on Twitter the other day saying, why did you start saying performer and WWE universe? Because that's what they're fucking calling them. Who cares? Jesus. By the way, what do you think of this? Uh, this entrance you've often made fun of the WCW entrance with the quote unquote exploding vagina logo, but uh-huh. this is, uh, this is quite an entrance set here for WWE with, you see all the trusses and the big screens and the lighting effects. It's a little more complicated than the old nitro set, but quite a impressive setup here. No. Oh yeah. I, I, I think I've only, uh, used, uh, exploding vagina when I was talking about the logo. Not necessarily yeah. the, the entrance, well, but, but they had to walk through the exploding vagina. It was on the floor. Got it. So smart me up here. Where are they in their relationship now? Are they married yet? Not in real life. No, not in real life. They're not married yet. But in, but, uh, in kayfabe. Yes, they're married. She was going to get married to, uh, someone else uh-huh. and, he, and he drugged her and oh, uh, t- took her through a drive through wedding chapel uh-huh. and, uh, he moved his mouth sort of out of the corner of his mouth. It's like, I do for her. Oh. And so they were married and then he couldn't wait to tell Vince. And then we consummated the relationship. Oh, mm-hmm. hmm. would you have consummated with Stephanie McMahon? Uh, that's a really difficult, uh, thing for me to answer. Well, it shouldn't have been. I mean, well, no, it is. I mean, she's, she's very, uh, sexy here. I think she is. There's no question, but I'm very, uh, much older than, than her. And, it would be a creepy old thing for me to say that. Oh, Jesus. Who is this? Is Never. this Tony Schiavone? <laughs> Are we talking? Because this is the same guy who has just, who was just fucking fond over Francine. Well, I never saw Francine when she was wee, wee little. Okay. I, I saw Stephanie when she was very, very, very young. Like I saw Ashley Flair when she was very young. So it's hard for me to talk about these ladies when I knew them as young kids. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'd boner. I right, so wow, look at these uh look at these signs, man. I I love it. Yeah, it's a weird thing to go back and see all the signs because these days fans get to express themselves on social media and get blocked by Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. instead of uh yeah. you know, breaking out a trip to the office depot with a couple sharpies. Mm-hmm. We still have some signs out now. We 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 don't have uh a sea we, of them, yeah. Yeah, we don't have any right now, but so here, uh, Triple H is talking about taking over the business one day or yeah. getting demoted or having to work uh, uh, behind uh, Shaney Mac. What's, what's he talking about here? Well, that's what I was sort of alluding to a minute ago was if you would have decided to uh, consummate the relationship uh-huh. with Stephanie, then, I mean, you might be running the business right now. Boy, would I ever. And let me tell you, I would run it in the ground. Well, I, d- I decided long ago that I would, I would never be a good, I, I think I would be a good boss, a good person to work for, but I don't think I would be a good business person to run a wrestling company. 
Why do you think that is? Let me just speak freely as your friend. I feel, okay. I feel like sometimes you, uh, you beat yourself up too much. You're too hard on yourself. And it's almost like you have some serious self-esteem issues. Oh, I wouldn't be good at that. Oh, I could never do that. Yeah. Oh, Lord. my, my old voice. I just can't like, where the fuck is Tony Schiavone's like hashtag big dick swagger. Okay. I don't have a big dick swagger. Well, you need some big dick energy. Let's just, it's fake it till you make it right. Well, yeah, it is. And I think when, uh, when the bell sounds and the cameras are rolling I do fake it until I make it, but let, let me go back to this thing. I think to be able to run a business and, and Tony Khan has kind of, uh, broken the mold on that. I think there's gotta be a part of you that makes very tough business decisions that impact people's lives. And I don't know if I could do that. I just think I'm too charitable and too soft and God, you know, Vince is not like that at all. No, Uh, Tony is very, very much so, but I know I've I've seen Tony on the other end where he's had to make very tough decisions that people didn't like, but I just don't think I can make those. I would rather not make those. So in my uh, lack of self-esteem, I think I'm, spot on about not being able to run a wrestling company. Um, in fairness, absolutely no disrespect to Tony Khan, but there hasn't been a lot of troubled waters for AEW yet. Sure. There's been trying times, but it hasn't really been quote unquote, nut cutting time for AEW just yet. So he has not right. had to make some of those really tough decisions. Of course, you know, coronavirus excluded. Sure. Um, by the way, Bruce Mitchell had a, an excellent observation over the weekend. Uh, or maybe it wasn't over the weekend. It was oh. several days ago, but it was about Tony Khan because Tony was really proud of the show you guys put together, uh, this past week on uh, AEW, and he took to Twitter to, to brag on everybody and what a great job that the, the crew did and everybody came together. And of course, somebody, you know how these keyboard warriors are. Some, yeah, fuck, some, fuck them, by the way, somebody was like, you're the Luthez of money marks or something like that. Yeah. And, and I was just like, what a stupid thing to say, but just kept moving. And then we saw a response from Bruce Mitchell that I thought was just tremendous. And I'll try to find the tweet, but I know I wanted to bring it up to you because it, it just jumped off the page. Like, why is nobody talking like this? Because Bruce really laid it out. And Bruce is, you know, not normally that guy, but he writes, Tony Khan went head to head with triple H on primetime Wednesday nights and outbooked and outpromoted his entire team. He's no money mark. And mm. no matter where you are on the AEW thing, the concept, the company, their direction, whatever. Maybe you say, oh, it's not my type of wrestling. Okay, whatever. Who cares? But the facts remain. Uh, Tony Khan has maybe one Wrestling Observer Promoter of the Year, which some people would say, oh, what's that worth? But still, he did what a lot of people thought was impossible, and he did it very, very quickly. Yes. And when he takes to Twitter and talks about how proud he was of everybody, he's talking about, and this is what makes him such a good leader. He's talking about not only the wrestlers, not only the announcers, not only the people you see in front of the camera, but the people behind the camera, the people that work, the people like uh, Tim, who's our director and Keith Mitchell, who's our producer and Chris, who you've been in uh, TNA his entire life and works backstage. He's talking about all those people. And that what's makes him such a good leader because in his eyes, we're all kind of equal and he doesn't look down at anybody. So he gets on there to brag about people that normally don't get bragged about. And that's why he's a good leader. So all those keyboard warriors can shove their keyboard up their ass, then pull it out and lick it. All right. Well, while you're licking your shit covered keyboard, 
uh-huh. uh, triple H and Stephanie have just played a, a worst of highlight reel of Mick Foley, where he's digging yeah. in his ass and his pants are falling down and he's getting thrown downstairs and, um, mm. a, a very less than desirable look at Mick Foley. And of course he's just lost a retirement match. Right. And, and, and he's out here to not only gloat and spike the ball, but take a bit of a victory lap. And we know of course that this, well, uh, I feel like you should be paying attention. You missed something here. Okay. I'm, I'm paying it. Did I miss something or will I? Well, I just feel like Norm, the Tony Schiavone, I know what I had something to say about some things happening in the ring right now. Okay. But I get it now. You're, you're just going to ignore it or whatever. No, I, I missed it. I'm sorry. No, no big deal. I'm sure somebody okay. will tweet you about it. Okay. Well, I'm sure they will. Hey, so while, while we're waiting on this to develop, because this is the era where, uh, I have to admit. I started to fall out of love with the WWE product a little bit because this McMahon Helmsley era, it felt like the show became very formulaic at this point where we're going to start with a 20 minute Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Stephanie promo. It's worth mentioning stone cold. Steve Austin is on the shelf and, um, this is what we've got. Oh, and out comes, what do you know? It could be yeah. McMahon or it could be Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Who will it be? Well, you know, you say, uh, stone cold's on the shelf, but he certainly is on the open, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, he's their big star, but he's hurt and he's out with uh neck fusion. So he's still got his, his gimmick in a neck brace here and he's, uh, he's on the sidelines. Hmm. So we're going to have to get through WrestleMania without him. And I think the original idea was a four way with Chris Jericho and big show, the rock and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And ultimately they decide. They being Vince, we don't have confidence in Chris Jericho in this spot yet. So let's talk Mick Foley out of coming out of his retirement that literally just happened Mm. and stick him in the match. So Jericho was even on the original promotional pieces for the the pay-per-view WrestleMania 2000. And of course we know he would wind up ultimately in that spot, the main event of WrestleMania, but it would be two years later against Arnold Hurselmsley in singles action. Right. It's just famous. We got to follow Hogan rock match. Yes. Yeah. And that's a tough, tough deal. Yeah. It is pretty remarkable though. When you think about it, how long people have been doubting Chris Jericho. Yeah. Forever. And he just continues to perform. Hey, I need to say something here. Okay. Let's hear it. Tony. Have you seen the big show show on Netflix? I haven't, but I've heard about it and plan to watch it soon. What'd you think? I think it's would something that would be really, really good on the Disney channel. Yeah. I kind of got the vibe that it was a family show. Yeah. It's a lot of canned laughter, which I don't like canned laughter, but, uh, nothing, uh, nothing bad about it, but it's, it, it's, you know, he's got young girls and so a family thing and it's like, uh, he doesn't do a bad job, but it's just not my cup of tea. You know, a sitcom with canned laughter is not my cup of tea, but good for him. Good for him. So anyway, there's that. That's my statement on that. Is that the show you, you teased at the top? Yes. You want to review? talk about it. Yeah. Want to talk about oh, it. Boy, that's disappointing. Okay. I'm, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to shit on it when I've watched like one episode. I didn't want you to shit on it. I just thought yeah. you had something terrible. I could shit on. I thought you're going to no. no. watch Star Trek deep space balls. <gasps> hey, easy. Hey, I found something for you to do. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I am or not, but go ahead. Can I get you? I mean, you're at your computer, obviously. Can I get you to type something in? I want you to just take a look. Uh, 
would you give me a second here now? Sure. But Thank what you. I want you to look at is something that I think when things get back to normal, you know, it could change your life a little bit. Okay. I'm at my computer. I want you to type this in, in your, mm-hmm. in your address bar. You ready? Yes. D I N K. Yep. Y O N E.com. Okay. And what do you pull up here? <laughs> Tell everybody what you see here, Tony. Welcome to the small penis dating site. Connecting Connect- those <laughs> with a smaller penis to those who prefer one. If you think you have a mini willy, there's no need to be embarrassed. At dinkyone.com, every guy has a below average penis size. This means anyone you date will be fully aware and you can avoid unnecessary pressure or anxiety. Our site is totally free to join and is open to males, females, and transgender people of any sexuality. That is great. Can we, can we, uh, listen to the rock talk? Absolutely. We can. What do yeah. we say here on the show? We want to hear the rock talk track it. Send described it. Man, we've got some combustible elements here on raw here in the very, very early going. Got that right. Shane's back in the show. Stephanie with Triple H. And now here's The Rock. He's got all the people behind him. Now The Rock says congratulations to the four of you. No, Shane. Not for you making your triumphant return during The Rock's match. No, Stephanie. Not for being the biggest tramp walk in New York City. Oh my gosh. What? I can't say that. No big show. Not for going on to WrestleMania. And no Triple H. Not for still being the WWF champion. What's the congratulations for then? Congratulations to the four of you for being the biggest group of assholes The Rock has ever seen. And that's cutting to the chase, isn't it? That dog will hunt. He can't say that and get away with it. Here he is, the people's champion. Big Show, The Rock says this. Last night at No Way Out, you did beat The Rock. But unlike you, the people's champ isn't gonna whine, bitch, moan, and complain because the people's champ guarantees that he is going to WrestleMania. What? Yeah. Buy a ticket, maybe. And The Rock guarantees that he is gonna be the WWF champion. Those are big guarantees, JR. Um, excuse me, Rock. You see, this was an A-B conversation. Why don't you see your way out of it? Ah, there's a good one. ABC. As a matter of fact, let me make it clearer for you. What this was, was a conversation between a champion and a number one contender to be a champion. Is that 10 again? What the rock called? 
Look, The Rock is out here for your entertainment. Don't talk to him like that. Oh, there's another good one. Rock, this conversation does not involve also rands. This conversation does not involve has-beens. Whoa, man, that's strong. So you can just walk away. You know, Rock, and while I'm thinking about it, since you're no longer the number one contender, since you've had your chance and you blew it, you go back to the bottom of the barrel. You go back to the bottom of the ladder. And as a matter of fact, Rock, I've got a hell of an idea of how we can get that ball a rolling. Uh -oh. You see, because like as you like to say, I say, Rock in this very ring. You, Rock, will go back to the bottom of the ladder. When tonight you step into one-on-one -on -one competition with New York's own New York's Greatest claim to fame, the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh my gosh. Come on. He has reached rock bottom. In all due respect to the Brawler, this is, this is not right. <laughs> the rock's rock bottomed out. Rock, do you understand that? You, one-on-one -on -one with the Brooklyn Brawler, if you <laughs> what the game is playing. Oh, the game is full of himself tonight, JR. People's chance got to start at rock and bottom. Just to make sure that there are absolutely no mistakes here. The only chance of you going to WrestleMania as the number one contender, well, Rock, there's absolutely no chance in hell. Oh, man. Man, what a way to start off this broadcast 19 minutes and 10 seconds not the best rock promo to get us started i just uh i don't know man i did like nitro obviously it's different here in february 2000 a great deal different on nitro but nitro. once upon a time nitro started with a kick-ass uh cruiserweight match and, right and and we we're still doing or we're doing sort of paint by numbers on this show with, in a different way. Oh, you'll love this character. I don't know that you've seen this, but this is APA, the acolyte protection agency. And they just sit in the back and drink beer and play cards and smoke cigars. And they set up a fake door frame in the back of an empty arena and guys have to pretend to walk through the door frame to come talk to them about whatever they need. How great is that? Wow. I, for some reason, I, I remember this. I don't know why there's Ron Simmons and that is, is that JBL? Yes, it is. Wow. I even recognized him. How about that? Look at the Hardys, man. They were cool looking back then, weren't they? Oh, they didn't go through the door. They're breaking all oh, the rules. They didn't. They're breaking all the... Oh! So we're still 20 minutes into the show, and we go to a break, 2011, and uh, come back, and we still haven't wrestled yet. But I guess we're going to see the Hardy Boys against the Acolytes. Certainly looks like we're setting up a match for later tonight, huh? Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. Hey, Conrad. Hey, Tony. The global average erect penis length is about five and a half inches. 
Does that surprise you? Or are you expecting no. bigger, smaller? It, where are we thinking? I, I don't know where they get the, this. Uh, I don't know where they measure these. I don't know where they get this this well, data. Well, they usually start at the base. Okay. I. If you, it's this is the line I like. If you hear someone say they have, they are seven inches. That generally means they're really six or six and a half at best. Cheating on a half an inch there, boys. And then if you're too big for dinky one, then join big one. God mighty. Where, what? No wonder. No wonder we are under martial law right now. Martial law. Listen, the, the, the society has flipped its fucking lid. Wait a minute. You're not happy that guys like you finally have a dating website. What is no, that? No, 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 no. I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about the Roman empire. Wait a minute. What, what does Roman have to do with this? The Roman empire because of hey, debauchery listen. and sin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He had leukemia. He didn't have debauchery and sin. He was Roman. Em- I'm talking about the Roman empire. Never, yeah. The- never mind. Look at the hardy boys. Woo. Woo. Go get them. The Hardy boys were like the original young bucks. You know what? That's good call. That is a good call. You would have loved their stuff in ring of honor, by the way, they did some reckless and irresponsible things with ladders and tables together. I saw them do something, uh, where they, they did the delete thing and they wrestled outside in the compound or whatever. I saw that, but that, no, that was TNA, right? They did that. I'm just saying. They had some craziness with tables and ladders. I hope we get to see something like that again. Maybe, maybe I don't, you know, listen, the Hardy boys, they don't have to put themselves. I don't want the, I don't want any more of that. Actually. Now, I started to say the Hardy boys don't need that at their age, but you know what? The young bucks are younger. <laughs> they don't need it either. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm sounding like the worst wrestling fan ever, but I'm okay with there never being another table or ladder match. That's just some unforgiving stuff that just shortens everybody's yeah. run and yeah. I'm not for it. Oh, I'm not for, I've never been for it. Well, I was when it, I was a kid before I knew anybody. And these were right. just like fictional characters here for my amusement. But then you meet them and you see how some of these guys are moving sort of slow and they walk yeah. funny and you're like, oh fuck man. Well, what can we do to cut that down a little bit? Yeah. Because they, because they're young as the Hardy boys were here and as the bucks are now, and you can't tell them anything, Conrad, they think they're bulletproof. They really do. And I, I, I get it. It's spectacular. We love seeing it. Here's another guy that does all that crazy stuff is Kenny Omega. The bumps he takes and the shit he does. My God, just that. Look at that, man. Look at, I can't believe that's Matt Hardy. Hey, I don't, I don't think we're, we're watching the same show. Cause Matt Hardy's not anywhere in the ring right now. Get okay. That's Jeff time. Hardy. Then, then I was right. That's why I can't believe it was Matt Hardy. <laughs> Hey, so let's talk about it. Dinkyone.com. Does you set up a profile or not? No, no, stop that. Okay. Regardless if I got a dinky one, is there a site called old dinky ones? Well, no, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's okay. a niche inside. How about old dinky married ones? I haven't. Okay. Lo- well, that's, that's like probably more desirable because now they know you can make a commitment. You know, <laughs> some of my married friends are putting up more numbers now than they were when they were single. Cause they say that but- that wedding band is like uh bait. Yeah, well, they're crazy. Hey, let's talk about something else that's crazy since we're since you brought up penises today. Um, I didn't. You, you did. did. You oh. had me type in dinky1.com. No, I had you type in d i n k y o n e.com. I did not say dinky1.com. Okay. So, you anyway, you had me type it type it in, which means you introduced this 
to this audience right here. So anyway, I can't believe that it's Matt Hardy on the outside. Did I say that? Yeah. You, so anyway, you, what, what was I saying? You really what were you want, talking about? Okay. Do you want to jack off Matt Hardy a few more minutes? No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I just recently learned that a friend of ours has penis piercing. Uh, when did Jay-Z get that? Well, it's funny you say that because I do think in my group chat, most people would have assumed that it was him, but it's actually not. This came up because of Tiger King, by the way, which you and I have had a fun time talking about over at adfreeshows.com. And by the way, if you were a subscriber to adfreeshows.com, you would have gotten this show last week and ad free. Uh, but either way, we have some bonus content over there. And one of those was watching Tiger King. And one of the main characters in that show is Joe exotic who reveals that he has a penis piercing. Yeah. Good. And so that came up in the group chat. And it was revealed that a friend of mine, ours in the group chat has a penis piercing. So you, okay, your, your first guess was Jay-Z. Do you have a second guess? Uh, do I know this person? Yes. Matt Coon. You nailed it. Matt Coon has a penis piercing. And so I learned a lot about this. Apparently what Joe exotic has is a lock, like a master lock, not Chris masters, <laughs> uh, but it's through the tip of his penis. And so I'm like, who the fuck would do that? And Matt Coon said, not me. I have Jacob's ladder. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I saw a picture, not his, but I threw it in my Google machine. Don't do that. And I saw what he was referencing. Have you heard of a Jacob's ladder on a, a penis? Uh, no, and I don't care to. It's a, it's a set of railroad tracks. Are we watching raw underneath? <laughs> But here's what I've learned because it's Matt Coon. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I think most of our, uh, heavy set listeners know this for every 50 pounds you lose, you gain an inch of penis. Yeah. That's, that's what I've heard. I thought it was 30, but I heard that. Yeah. So Matt Coon now has a Jacob step ladder. <laughs> <laughs> or a Jacob's footstool. Jacob's footstool. Speaking of uh, step ladders and footstools, talk about uh, a great champion here. Yeah. Kurt Angle here, Olympic gold medalist, sporting not only the Intercontinental, but the European and his gold medal. What a fucking great look this is, is it not? Yeah. And here's another guy who, uh, and I know he's, you know, as all of us, he's aged, but man, he took some risks too and beat his body up. But yeah, he looks great, man. Look at that. Looks all tan. One of the all time best, man. Yeah, he is one of the all time best man. Got the, uh, is that Teddy long refereeing back? There? Yes, it is. Wow. How about Teddy? It would have been something to see, uh, Kurt angle when he was on uh, the top of his game against Kenny Omega, wasn't it? Oh my God. Ah, right, here comes one of our favorites. Rikishi. He's going to back that ass up by the way. Uh, I guess we should mention later tonight, or it was last night, actually, uh, yeah. dark side of the ring had a whole special on Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Oh, and we got to see uh, Tonga kid as a part of that. What an episode that was. The internet is uh, going to be a buzz about that episode for a whole week. And next week we got Dino Bravo comes on Tuesday nights on vice. Not a lot of wrestling on Tuesday night. Go out of your way to check it out. If you have direct TV or if you have dish network, I know that it's available there. Check your local cable listings 
I think it's 271 on DirecTV. I don't miss an episode. You shouldn't either. And then on uh, Wednesdays, the morning after, I catch up with the producers of that show, Evan and Jason, and we sort of break down what didn't make the cut and how the episode came to be. And it's all happening on the Grilling JR platform. So if you're subscribed to JR's uh, channel, you'll get it every week. If not, go subscribe to Grilling JR and, and check your feed Wednesday morning after you get done with what happened when here. Sounds like some good stuff. I uh, was just watching today on you on their YouTube uh, feed, uh, the New Jack one. Dude, how crazy is New Jack? Oh, good God! He's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, and what's crazier? Than, you know what was crazier? New Jack. Anybody that said, "Yeah, I'll get in a ring with him," that's crazy too. There you go. The old ass bump that works, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh my gosh! Oh, you you enjoying this? That's, that's sort of what you did on your honeymoon. Is it not? What that? No. T- tell me, tell me that you wouldn't let Whitney Wright give you a stink face. I can't, I can't admit to that one way or the other. Tony, what's going on? Do we just need to call off this week's episode and get back together when you're feeling better? No, I feel fine. I, I feel fine. I just want to try to be a gentleman here. Okay. Well, let's just call it straight. Just give us real commentary on the show for the rest okay. of the show. The global average erect penis length is about five and a half inches, which is, by the way, how many centimeters is that, Conrad? Do you know? I'm going to guess 14. You're right. Exactly. See, you know your metric conversions. I do. That's one of the things I like about you. Thank you. Okay. So now Kurt Angle didn't want his, uh, somebody's ass in his face, which, oh, what the fuck we got now? It's, uh, Chris Jericho. Let's play the audio. What do we do? What do we say here on the show? Uh, Track it. She may have a giant ass, but you are a giant ass. He is cocked, and we would love to see you get the stink face once more again. Let's go. No, wait, 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 wait a minute. Jericho, hammering White, and Angle forcing Angle back into the ring as Rakishi awaits. It could be the Rakishi driver. Look at that thing. Off the canvas. And just like that, Jericho uh, ruins all of Kurt Angle's fun. <laughs> the Rikishi driver. How about him just really deadweighting him on the drag here? <laughs> nope. If you're going to do that, you better drag my ass for real. <laughs> exactly. You're going to earn it. I ain't sitting here for that. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, where, uh, give me a time code here. I think I'm behind you a little bit. I'm at 31, 30, 31, 32, yeah. 33, 34. Yeah, I'm five seconds. Behind. How about Benoit laying it in there? I think those may have been the tights. He won the WCW world title in. Wow. The radicals are here. Of course you see Eddie Guerrero got his uh, arm in a sling. He broke it on his first night in the promotion, uh, or, or, or his first night in the ring rather. And there you see the rest of two cool coming out. Scotty too hottie and Brian Christopher, the grand grandmaster sex, a, which I guess could be your nickname here on the show. Grandmaster sex, a sex, a, I, I have listen. I, I know who obviously the radicals are, but, and I know who Brian Christopher was, but I never did. I never did see him. And who's his partner here. Scotty too hottie. He does the worm does the worm. Yeah. They're ready for the worm and the dancing right now. Listen to the pop ladies and gentlemen. The crowd is with too cool. Look at this, dude. Everybody's clapping in. Con- I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio. What do we say here on the show, Tony? Uh, let's time to track it. No, that's weak. Do it. Like you mean it. 
Track it. In Jericho's face. Yeah, but nobody got in anybody's face like that man. Rakishi got into the face of Kurt Angle. Look at this crowd on their feet. Hey, wait, wait. What is this? I don't know. What are they trying? Wait a minute, they're trying to get China in. And Jericho to bust a move? They got, they got shades for, for China and Jericho. They got him on, now will they get it on? Stand by, JR! I think we're fixing to witness history here! What, what are we gonna see? Now this is a cool line. Uh-oh. And they're busting their moves at the sold-out Madison Square Garden. What? Folks, we got a lot more still to come. Including the Rock on Raw. Dude, how great is wrestling when it's great? It's so silly and fun. When it's great, it's wonderful. And look... I, I loved how, how Jericho, once he put the glasses on, he was transformed. Yeah, that's the gimmick. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. All right, we're going to track it here for Jericho. Okay, let's do it. What happened? Track it. What do you mean, what happened? You asked me what happened, Mitchell? I'll tell you exactly what happened. And you, at that point. Wait a minute. Stay back. You want to fight me or challenge me? You cross eyed freak, you got it. You think you know me? So there you go. Perry Saturn taking issue with Chris Jericho reuniting their old WCW feud. Except I don't think here the loser has to wear a dress. Give me a time code here. I think I'm ahead of you now. I'm at 35, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, I'm about, I'm about a second ahead of you. We're cool. So Edge and Christian here, of course, Edge made his uh, WrestleMania re-debut. Uh, came back to a huge pop this year at Royal Rumble, and it was all to set up a match with uh, Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And then instead of running out in Raymond James Stadium in front of a sold-out crowd, maybe sliding out of the... Speaking of sliding, here comes Terry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. I'm going to let you do the commentary on Terry. How would you describe Terry here? Bouncing, bouncing all the way down, bouncing, bouncing all the way down. And look at how tight her jeans are. Going to try to be a gentleman today, huh, Tony? Trying to be, but it lasted all of 35 minutes and 57 seconds. Is she making it hard on you? Uh, Difficult. Yes. Difficult. That's probably a better word. My apologies. You know, we, uh. We missed the boat with her, didn't we? Yeah, you missed the boat, right? Ah! Oh, here comes here comes Al Snow. Hey, we're gonna track it. A personality to get over with you, friends. And not only do you need a personality, you need an entrance that not only captures your imagination, but captures that personality. So, Steve, old buddy, have I got a surprise for you? Hit it, boys! 
talking about? What is it? Well, I guess it's I guess it's Blackman's new entrance music. Is this supposed to uh, add charisma and uh, excitement and electricity to Blackman's character or what? Well, this isn't doing anything anything for me at all. So the fans are chanting head because Al Snow has made it his career for two years at this point to yell, what does everybody want? What does everybody need? And they start chanting head. He comes out with the mannequin head Got and it. Steve Blackman, who is a legit badass. Sure. Uh, he's nope. always been sort of devoid of personality, almost like a somehow less charismatic Jerry Flynn. And they put him with the, uh, green Bay Packer, Wisconsin cheese head on. And now they've called themselves head cheese here. Ah, got it. Team. So this is head cheese taking mm-hmm. on edge and Christian. Uh, very, very novel. I often wondered what the head was about because I didn't get it, but thank you for smarting me up. Now I get it. Yeah. Cause everybody wants head. Everybody wants head. Go. Wow. I got it. By the way, I think you're going to get a kick out of that because we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, head real, real soon here on the channel. We've got, and I don't even know that me and you've talked about this, but I've got the whole year mapped out now. Normally I do a month or two at a time. Yeah. But I've got the rest of 2020, uh, hashtag quarantine life, uh, mapped out for us now. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to take a look at what's going on? I have. On? Yeah, I have perused it. Yes, I have. It's very well thought out, very well done. So you like it? Yes, I like it. Wow. You know, I'm just used to you shitting on everything. So No, no, no. You shit on everything, not me. Wait, what did you I got, shit on? You got, the, you got the roles reversed here. No, I don't have a roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about it. Oh, yeah, you do, unless you've sold it within the last month. <laughs> Next, next week's show is mm-hmm. going to be the April 24th, 1993 WCW Saturday night. That's the famous episode where big van Vader is going to power bomb cactus on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and then of course we'll finish out April with backlash 2006. It's Vince and Shane McMahon taking on Shawn Michaels and God. I can't wait for that one in may though. That's when I teach you all about head. You ready to learn about head? Yeah, in May, I sure am. Wrestlepalooza 1998, Al Snow's head is in the main event. Uh, we'll also see uh, some other fun stuff coming up in the month of May, including the May 19th, 2003 Raw. It's uh, often referred to as a night in Greenville. It's Ric Flair's last world title shot. Uh, I think that's right. It might mm-hmm. not be. No, because he wrestled Edge once uh, a couple of years later. But this is him and Triple H in the main event for the world title in Greenville, South Carolina. Big time stuff. Very cool. Same place where he came back to WCW. Yes. Same building. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll go back in our, uh, our retro rewind a little bit to May 22nd, 2000, where you guys literally had a funeral for Ric Flair on nitro. Mm -hmm. And we'll round out May with your one and only shot in TNA, which was January 23rd, 2003. You've often alluded to it, but we'll actually watch it. So lots of fun stuff coming through the end of May. Wouldn't you agree? I would, and I saw that TNA in there, and I'm thinking, now, wait a second, is because you just had it listed. You didn't have any notes beside it, or if you did, I missed it. And I'm thinking, is that the one where, I guess it is, the one where I was in, TNA. Well, I'm glad to know that you didn't see the, the column labeled episode description for Tony. Yeah, I didn't see that. Because there is an episode coming up in July where we're going to watch an episode of TNA where we have uh, a little person 
pull a gun on Jeff Jarrett. Would that be a hornswoggle? No, that is a, a wrestler named Puppet. Puppet. And two weeks before that, he beat off in a trash can. Okay, and then uh, why why don't we see that episode? Oh, they're both on there. Come on. Oh, okay. All right, you got w- it. Wouldn't dare have you missed that. All right. So uh, uh, Terry Boatwright uh, Runnels uh, walks out with the Chiefs. Yeah, she's making sure that they did not lose. That that Edge and Christian did not lose. Meanwhile, The Rock says he didn't like Elvis's picture. Man, what a big time this was in wrestling. Not only is it The Rock, but they're an MSG. The Rock and MSG on Monday Night Raw. You guys didn't stand a chance in WCW. No, not at all. This was this was the beginning of Rock getting mega hot, or was he mega hot? By uh, this time? He started to get hot in 98. He was okay. real hot in 99. Uh, but by 2000 here, with Austin out of the way, on the shelf, injured, he is over like Rover. I'm going to track it as he makes his way to the ring. On their feet, the most electrifying entertainer in sports entertainment, the most electrifying athlete that perhaps we have ever seen, The Rock, once again facing the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden, where he started it all. The following contest is scheduled for one fall in the ring from Miami, Florida, 275, The Rock. That sign read, you can't stop The Rock, but Shane McMahon and the big show certainly slowed him down. Man, what a big... What a big entrance. What a big time in wrestling. And you heard JR reference it there. And I think we've actually watched that here on the show. He's uh, in MSG where it all started for him in the WWE. Cause it's important right. to remember he debuted here in November of 96 at survivor series. So we're just like three years and change into his run. And he's already the top guy in the entire business. Yeah. He came out with Rocky Mavia, right? That's right. Yeah. And I was, I was just thinking about the same thing. As he walked out about how Rocky Mavia came out looking just like another guy and how the rock here now, years later, three, four, three and a half years later, how he has the look, how he has the timing just, uh, how he has just blossomed. He won the world title two years after his debut survivor series, 1998. So two years in, he was the top guy, which I guess is really not that different. From the trajectory, we saw Bill Goldberg, where he debuted September of 97. And by July of 98, just a handful of months later, he was the top guy. Of course, one of these guys had, you know, sort of next level superstardom laying in wait. And and a lot of that's probably just something you can't teach. You know, it's not like they were teaching charisma down at the power plant. No, no, you're, you're right. And Rock's got that. And not only that, Rock's got some pretty good working punches too. Rock bottom. How many, uh, Brooklyn brawler matches did you see back when you worked for the WWF? I saw plenty of them. The, what I remember about the Brooklyn brawler was on the night on, uh, on primetime wrestling, Bobby Heenan sent him out to beat up the red rooster Oh man! right on the set. You remember that? I do. That was a great moment in, uh, in red rooster and Brooklyn brawler history. Yeah. And I remember when he was saying, get him, he was going, get him, jump him. Get him. I was thinking, hell yeah. Beat the fuck out of him. I was right behind him on that for many reasons. Who do you think was sort of the WCW NWA equivalent of Brooklyn brawler? Hmm. WCW equivalent of the Brooklyn brawler. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Track it. Track it.
Triple H, The Rock says you think you're real cute. Making The Rock face the Brooklyn Brawler. So right now, Triple H, you probably think that The Rock is just gonna go back to his hotel. Well, The Rock says this. He doesn't feel like leaving New York City. Not even to go back to SmackDown Hotel? So Triple H, The Rock says, bring your candy ass out here. Uh-oh. Oh, but don't worry. It's not gonna be a WWF title match. It's not gonna be a number one contender match. It's gonna be The Rock kicking Triple H's candy ass match. He's calling out Triple H? The Rock, the people's champion, calling out the WWF champion. Now you better not do that because the game will come right out here and get right up in your, right up in that eyebrow. Let's see if the game's got the cojones to do that. What? The Rock has challenged the game. I told you! And there's the Triple H and his bride, Stephanie. She didn't waste any time, look at this. Stephanie trying to restrain her husband. The game was irate. Hey, this is man to man. Stephanie, your husband's been challenged to a fight. Man to man, let him go. Let him go, listen. No chance. Uh-oh, what the hell is Hold on a second, whoa, just back it up. Back it up right now. Hunter, yo, yo, chill out. Chill just out one second. I've seen this happen a thousand times. Next thing you know, you run in there and The Rock has goaded you into putting the World Wrestling Federation Championship on the line. Well, that's not happening tonight. No, it will not be The Rock versus Triple H for the WWF Championship tonight. I've seen it happen. No, no, no. You have to understand one thing. You see, we got this all figured out. The WWF Championship will be defended at WrestleMania between you and the big show. There that is how it's going down here, Rock. Cooler heads that prevail, JR. Well, The Rock says this. If WrestleMania is going to be Triple H and The Big Show, then WrestleMania is going to absolutely suck. What? And WrestleMania never sucks. That's the greatest main event I could ever think of. What? Shane and Stephanie are... Having a conference. Boy, this started out as a, a power struggle earlier on, and now it's like a, a huddle here. What, are they, what could they be thinking okay, about? Okay, Rock. You've got one last chance. One last chance? If you can pin either Triple H or the Big Show tonight in that very ring in a handicap match. What? Then you can have your number one contendership for the World Wrestling All Federation right. Championship no, at WrestleMania. The, the opportunity wait, 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 is there. Wait, wait, wait a minute, she must have said that wrong. The door is open rock. for The Rock. If you don't pin me or the Big Show, that's it. This is your last chance. No more shots, nothing. You're done. This is the last chance. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the odds are long, but The Rock's got to, he's got to go for it, King. So let The Rock understand this. If The Rock doesn't pin you or the big slow, that's The Rock's last chance. That sure doesn't matter if that's The Rock's last chance. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. 
The Rock says it just doesn't matter. One way or the other, come hell or high water, bet your hard-earned dollar. The Rock says he'll kick your candy ass and your candy ass tonight. Oh, and Jabroni, this is how it goes. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. I got you tonight. Well, what do you think? Yeah, baby. But that's what happens when you have Daddy's Little Princess book a match, right? She talks too much. She talks too much. She oh, talks boy, too much. You but never shut up. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. I love it, man. Love it. But you know what? You know what I'm thinking of when they're talking here? What? And now we're uh, almost 50 minutes into this. We ain't had much wrestling at all on the show. That's not what they're about. They make movies, pal. Yeah, apparently so. How about everybody has been out twice too? Second, mm-hmm. no, third appearance from China. Mm-hmm. She walked out earlier with with Jericho, then a backstage interview segment, and now she's out. I mean, don't get me wrong; they clearly know play the hits. Sure, you know when somebody's over, when they're doing good quarter hours, let's get them in as many segments as we can. Joni kind of solving their look here a little bit, didn't she? By yeah. this time, she had her jawline adjusted. Right. And she got some, uh, some plus twos. Mm. Yeah, she sure did. You know, I've always heard that, uh, the way you format TV and wrestling is you, you start with what your last segment on the show is, and then you work backwards with the critical segments being the end of the show, the beginning of the show and the crossover. That's right. So those are sort of three critical moments when you're trying to consider sort of channel changers. Right. So we started with triple H and Stephanie and in the crossover here, we've got China and Chris Jericho. See, now you, you shouldn't say that on this podcast because every turd on Twitter will now think he can book a wrestling show. Well, everybody on Twitter already thinks they can book a wrestling show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Or as you would say, I love you for that. Well, am I wrong? No, you're right. Oh, I forgot to mention this. We, uh, we had some fun with, with Tiger King, but, uh, next month on adfreeshows.com, did you see what we're doing? I have not. I'm going to make you watch the boneyard match with undertaker and oh, AJ yes, styles yes. and yes. Then the firefly Funhouse match with John Cena and the fiend. Yeah. I, I don't know that you saw the matches, but I'm sure that you saw the reaction because everybody was talking about it both nights. Yeah. I saw the reaction. I didn't see it. Um, but you will next month and I can't, don't watch it ahead of time. I can't wait for you to see oh, it cold. Okay. And be I want to see it cold. How about Dean Malenko? That nothing happening. Son of a plumber. Yeah. How about, and Perry Saturn and Chris Jericho know each other quite well. Perry, not really laying them in here. Well, he likes him. Well, oh man, I got to send you a clip of him just beating the fuck out of, uh, I think it's one of the bell boys. Oh yeah. shit. Just. He goes into a blind rage on a Sunday night heat and fucks the guy up for real. Wow. Well, what's the update on Perry let Saturn? I know you and I have talked occasionally about it. Is he doing okay? I one time he wasn't. He yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody would say he's doing super well. Right. He's had some GoFundMe's and things like that. Certainly had okay. some challenges in his life, but I don't know the latest, but Jericho does. They're still friendly. They still speak. I'll do that. Cause you know, Jericho and I are buddies now. No, I can't. Yeah. You tell me all the time. Oh, I've been texting with Jericho. Oh, I've been mm-hmm. texting with La champion all day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do. You know who else I text with? Cody Rhodes. Well, yeah, Tony. that's a daily, but but that that's because he's my boss. Tony Khan. But uh, sometimes. Arn Anderson. Uh, yeah, Taz. Oh God, how exhausted mm-hmm. are you? Yeah, I've, we have texted today. Today, as we're taping the show, we have texted. We have, we have texted ten times with each other, and if you don't text him right back, he gets pissed off. He at thinks you, right? you have heat. He yeah. can't imagine that you have anything else in your life more important than returning his goddamn text. So you know, uh, I had forgot to return his text from like a day or so. So I made sure I returned his his text today. Oh, if you waited a day, <laughs> then he was already planning a trip down to Georgia to mafia kick your ass. <laughs> then he told me, he asked me this obscure NWA Crockett promotions question that I didn't have any idea. And I just kind of guessed. And he said, good. That's what I thought. He said, I'm going to ask you a random NWA question. I'll text it to you every day. <laughs> I'm thinking, what did I do to deserve this? Dude, he and I were so bored the other day. We talked for two hours yeah. and I was like, why didn't we just click record and slide some fucking dick commercials oh. in here? Oh, we'd have been done. You know, I just, uh, I, what a fucking spot there by Jericho. Fucking a man. Oh shit. Oh my Malenko. God. <laughs> Malenko just laying in China. This is awesome. Dude, this is what happened in catering. When he found out that you ate the last kosher meal. <laughs> oh God. Very sad in picture up belly to back. Oh man. Dude, you can now tell, the- you can tell these guys are all friends. Oh yeah. Uh, but they're putting some time into this match, which is good. No, I like the match. Listen, yeah. I've often thought that, and Bruce Pritchard's talked about it when, when they first signed the radicals, he thought the biggest upside was going to be with Perry Saturn, just based on the look, right? You know, obviously he's got the size, but he's got the bald head with the beard and the tattoos and the crazy eyes. I mean, he probably thought this guy's going to, and he was a hell of a performer trained at the same place that, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley did the old killer Kowalski gym. Then I have a question. Shoot. About all this. And I, and I think it's a legitimate question on the, on the Chris Benoit two-part series. Yeah. When they talked about, they talked about Guerrero. They talked about Benoit and Malenko coming in. They never mentioned Perry Satter. Not one time. And I wondered why that was that just a, an omission? Well, because Malenko was being interviewed as part of the show and the other two guys are dead. Okay. But I don't even think I, I just, it, he, Perry was not, name was not even part of the copy. Even when they walked out on TV, they even tracked track. They even tracked them saying Malenko, Benoit Guerrero. They, and Perry walked out with them. They did. They cut out Perry's name. And I just thought that was awfully odd. Maybe I was making too much of it. Well, yeah, I think it's, you know, because if you, I think if you introduce other characters to the story, to a non-wrestling fan, they'd say, well, who is that guy? What's going on with him? And if they didn't have it in the budget to go interview him. I I get it. I get it. I get it. Badass Billy Gunn, buddy. By the way, I feel like Billy Gunn is really taller. Billy Gunn's even taller now because Triple H is not as tall. Maybe Triple H has shit in his boots. Yeah. Yeah. Billy Gunn is taller and bigger now than he used to be. Billy Gunn is a fucking... Hoss and he's getting his ass handed to him here by the rest of DX road dog and X-Pac and what the Triple fuck H, they're not happy with Mr. Ass here. Well, the new age outlaws are done then I guess. Right. 
They just locked his ass up. How about the USA network sign? That's pretty cool. They, uh, that is cool. Here we go. This is what we're here for. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. That's a shocker. May young coming to the ring, strutting that ass as only she can with with her big stud, her Uh man, sexual chocolate himself, Mark Henry. Can you believe that May Young got splashed by Big Viss the prior week? Jesus. She's fucking pregnant, dude. You can't be doing that. Okay, okay, hang on a second. <clears throat> May Young's pregnant. Yeah. Hey, there's uh, George Napolitano. How you doing? How you doing? I take a picture. Doing? How you doing? Want to buy some pictures? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I can take pictures for you for uh, fifty dollars uh, every thirty minutes. Um. Okay, so May Young's pregnant. Yeah. That's the storyline here. Uh-huh. Okay. No, wait, wait, it's, not, it's real. Uh, no, but bullshit. Okay. Um, this is Crash Holly. You would have loved him. His yeah. gimmick is he's a super heavyweight. Now, of course, okay. he's really five foot nothing. Yeah. 180 nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, at best. But he's still out here, and he's going to introduce himself as weighing in at more than 400 pounds, which is why mm. he brings the scale to the ring with him. Now, Bob Holly was the one that was a, uh, was a shooting badass, right? Or yes. was crash also? No, Bob Holly was a shooting badass. This is a, yeah. a, a, a California indie guy who okay. had a little bit of a resemblance to uh, hardcore Holly. Right. And they, I mean, it's a good spot for him. Yeah. So there he's got a belt and here we go. Do you know why they, uh, are one of the nicknames, I believe that he had was based on the Jetsons. Ah, Mr. Sprockley, Spacely Sprockets, Mr. Spacely. Hmm. Are you okay? Maybe not. Yeah, I'm fine. I was just wondering what part of the Jetsons. Okay. May is here. Uh, She's going like, to paintbrush like The little boy, Elroy. Elroy. Elroy oh. Jetson yeah. is what Crash Holly kind of looked like. His boy, Elroy. Dun, 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 dun. Can you imagine getting in a fight with Mark Henry in real life? Uh, no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be one back then. No. And now no, just as a, a rib, they would bring like frying pans and put them in the skits. Like just mm-hmm. go to the store, go to Costco or whatever, and then just put in the script. Mark Henry bends six frying pans. And so then they would just put a camera in front of him live and he would just have to do it, but he could do it. He could just bend a frying yeah. pan in half. Yeah. And then they got him one that was like sturdy as shit. There was no way anybody could do it. And he refused to let go. Like, fuck this. I'm doing it. Uh, that's a major league Beal right there, boys. Yes, it was. Cause I don't, I don't even think he had to cooperate. He was just going, <laughs> you're going to go this way. I think if you were going to wrestle Mark and fight Mark Henry for real, yeah. oh my gosh, here comes my young. Let's track it. Oh God. I just, she was hardcore. What is May doing? Wait a minute, you're pregnant! It's legal for her to be in the ring, but I mean, she's pregnant. What the hell? Oh, May just... Oh, wait a minute. She's... Uh-oh, oh, man. May just hurt herself. She shouldn't have done that. Uh-oh, she shouldn't have done that. There, like, Conrad? What is she even doing in there? Tony? They're going to have a miscarriage on TV. No, they're not going to have a miscarriage. Why would you say that? Because you said she was pregnant. Well, she is pregnant. And she just, she dived on him. 
Yeah, she shouldn't have done that, but she's not going to lose the baby. She's just going to have it right now, live on Raw. They're going to, they're going to, they, they no. We're going <laughs> to deliver the baby here on Raw. Look at Pat Patterson rolling. <laughs> 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 That's the best part. Pat's not been around a lot of pregnant ladies. Just roll the old broad <laughs> under the bottom rope. Get him back there. I uh, see Fabulous Moolah came out. I don't know what she's doing. She wants her cut. Because <laughs> I was going to say, if you're going to have a baby, I want part of it. <laughs> What's well, 15% of that baby? <laughs> All that baby's future earnings, 15%. <laughs> oh, my God. This is during hmm. the break here. Track it. Technically, oh. the EMTs. And they said she's in labor? That's exactly what we're informed. So there you go. Looks like May Young's in trouble. And look who it is. I mean, listen, when you've got uh May Young about to give birth, you gotta have some realism. Mm. It's gotta be Taz. Here's my man, buddy. Dude, this is before he was wearing the trucker bullshit. This is when he was Taz the badass. Yes, there, man. You know what's fun? Uh he sent me some of this stuff. I don't think he wants that out there, but fuck it. Y'all are my friends. I'll tell you everything on WHW. He sent me a pair of Taz boots. Really? A Taz singlet, even a Taz black towel like that. Whenever oh. my wife tries to feed me like some sort of cauliflower casserole, I just, I wear that black towel to dinner just to let her know I'm, I'm not happy with this. <laughs> uh, legit buddy. And I'm proud to say he's one of my friends. Dude, such a cool guy. Oh man. I, he and I, the, 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 uh, repartee that we have in the backstage area, I think should be, I told him, I said, we need to roll tape on this. It would be but, hilarious. It should yeah. be, a, it should be a YouTube show. Yeah, it's right. Just because of, we just, we just play off each other so well. And, and I told him, I said, man, I just want to work with you on TV one time. He said, you're lying motherfucker. I said, no, I am. I do. I want to work with you on TV together. Uh, this, uh, oh, this has potential to be a good match. Hell yeah, it does. Chris Benoit, former WCW world champion for a day, mm-hmm. uh, taking on former ECW world champion Taz. Uh, yes, could have been a dream match just one year prior. Now it's happening. Yeah, man. There you go. And it's happening in between May Young segments. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I got fodder. I got fodder. I got fodder for the next time I talk to him. I can't wait. I already know what I'm going to say. You know, what's funny is we were talking the other day and, uh, often refer whenever he's like pissed off about something. Mm. I'll say, oh man, you should cut like a 1997 task promo on him. And so then somehow, uh, dogs came up and I was like, I bet 1997 Taz had like a fucking Rottweiler. He's like, bro, how did you know that? I just started laughing. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, did I tell you that? I'm like, no. It's like, how the fuck did you know I had a Rottweiler? I said, I don't know. You just look like the type of motherfucker. have a Rottweiler. <laughs> He's like, well, I did. And his name was whatever. That was just like, I'm like, I bet you were giving that dog steroids. He's like, I've told you this. 
I told you. How would you know? I had my dog juicing. I'm like, cause fuck you. You were 1997 Taz. Of course you did. You were feeding him what you were eating. He just died. Now he's beaten Benoit twice here. 38 times. Yes. He's beaten Benoit twice. Well, that means Taz is about to lose. Yeah. Well, because, of course that's predictable, but I, but I, but I, but I have to say, I, I can't concentrate on this match now because I'm thinking of May. <laughs> oh well, so God. Is, so is the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I'm probably betraying some confidence here, but you see Taz wrote 13 on his wrist tape there. Yeah. He told me once, and I probably shouldn't say who, but somebody mm -hmm. in the back told him he couldn't put FTW on his wrist tape. Really? Yeah. A higher, mm -hmm. a higher up. He probably don't want me to say who. Okay. Uh, how about this? You got big boss man coming to the ring. All right. Uh, another guy, sad to say he's no longer with us. And Prince Albert here, which is not the type of dick piercing that Matt Coon has. Uh-huh. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll have some internet memes going no, as soon as this drops, where it'll have Albert on the left and Matt Coon on the right, and it'll say Prince Albert, and then on the right it'll say Jacob's Jacob Stepladder. Mm. Okay. Who is this guy here? He's the trainer at NXT now. Yeah, his but real name uh, is Matt Bloom. His wrestling name here is A Train, or okay. Prince Albert. You just can't get rid of uh, Ray Trailer, can you? I mean, he's 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 all incarnations of him. Well, no, eventually they got rid of him. Yeah, he killed him. Died. Watch out! Go and get a char, get a chair. What What is interesting though is he knew a wrestling business without Tony Schiavone. He got to outlive you in the business. Mm, well, I'm, I'm kind of back in it now. Yeah. But you were out there for a while. Yeah, I was, I was. he was probably taking a victory laugh. Like at least I outlasted Shivani. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. They're beating up fucking Taz, man. I, I, I'm not enjoying this at all. It's worth mentioning too. Taz was the fucking main event of ECW. And at this point, <laughs> no disrespect to these performers, but Prince Albert, and big boss, man, not exactly main eventers here in the company. No, but it's two of them. You see two of them. No, I get it. I'm just saying I was the biggest Taz Mark ever. And when he yeah. came to the WWF, I'm like, oh, he's going to be fucking working with Stone Cold just any day now. Right. And instead, nope. Do you know why? Yeah. Cause it wasn't Vince's creation. That's exactly right. Uh, can I use the term without question? You're right. And he should have been. Oh, Hey, uh, speaking of should have been congratulations. I saw uh, last week where you posted where you've been in your current home. Oh, track it. You're not ready. Tony. Here we go. Time you had your period? Huh. About 1957. 57. <laughs> That's 
Mr. Henry. Will you please take that thing out of your mouth? Please take these V8. Are you sure you're impregnated? Bear down, May. You can have that baby. You gotta have it. You understand? You gotta have the baby. Come on. Come on. Come on. Shivani? They had a hand up the cooter. Yeah, she had Roy Munson's hand up there from the movie Kingpin. Got it. And you saw Pat Patterson covering his nose. I don't know that he'd ever even seen some of that down there before. Right. And Mae Young acknowledging she got her last period in 1957 mm-hmm. and refusing to have this baby until she got a cigar. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Briscoe got her a cigar until he started dry heaving and trying to throw up based on what he saw. But my favorite part of the whole thing is Moolah looking like a goddamn gremlin. You gotta have this baby. Push down, bear down. You gotta have this baby. Get that thing out of your mouth. Maybe if she put that thing in her mouth, she wouldn't have got fake impregnated. (laughs) Right. So that hand's been up in there since like 1958. Well, we don't know. Well, I don't know. Kingpin came out in what? 96, 97, something yeah, like that. Maybe 95. Right. So maybe it's only been in there, you know, three to five years. Pretty funny. They had, they had a good time putting that together and thank God the me too movement wasn't alive in 2000. <laughs> Jesus. So listen, it's one of the more controversial moments. Of course, uh, we know that that may young and. Mark Henry's baby would grow up to be a participant in the wrestling business, had big aspirations, turned out to be a hell of a hand. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. He, uh, you may have seen, he did do a little TV work beforehand. Uh, you've probably seen him, uh, pushing some cheeseburger macaroni and beef stroganoff. Of course, we're talking about the hamburger helper, man. What'd you think? Should you guys have counter-programmed this with Stacy Keebler getting a hand up hers? I know maybe the thing from, uh, or yeah, thing from, uh, Adam's family. Where are you at on this? On what? Raw is hand baby. Nah, I think it's stupid. Well, we took to Twitter and I said, I'm about to show Tony Schiavone the episode of Monday night raw where Mae young had Mark Henry's love child. 
have a question for Tony? Drop it here. Yeah. Uh, ben Thatcher's elbows writes in, what do you think the hand smelt like? Uh, Made No, it, it smelled like a uh, hamburger helper. Uh, Mr. William writes, what's the weirdest thing you've seen someone put up a hoo-ha? Uh, a box of Dunkin' Donuts. Henry writes in, are we absolutely sure it's not Tony's hand, baby, given his proclivity for the ladies? Uh, no, it's not. My hand is not that big. You know what they say? Small hands. Small gloves. Dinky, dinky one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pender J writes, if Tony were in charge of naming the hand, what would it be and why? Okay. Uh, well, taking a look at what I just saw, it would be like slimy or, uh, cooter finger or I don't know. Uh, Brian Gerwitz, uh, put a tweet out. He said favorite MSG moment. Easy. February 22nd, 2000, the production meeting that ended with quote, before we wrap this up, we need to decide what may young is going to give birth to. Yeah, well, I okay. I just uh, in all this, in all the stuff that they've been doing, uh, that just seemed kind of crazy to me. Lee Parker wants to know how many Moscow mules would it take? Ooh, there ain't enough, buddy. Big red, a whole big fifth of uh, Tito's vodka. Big red, right? Hypothetically, hall pass and all that good shit. Would Tony tussle with me? No. Paul Lasky wants to know, hypothetically, what part of the body would be the love child of Tony and Whitney Wright? Uh, it would be the O-ring. Oh my gosh. There are some really horrific questions on here. That make I bet cool. there is. We can probably stop right now. You think? Yes. Rajiv wants to know, did any of the 21 Shivani babies come out hand first? No, no, they did not. I was, I was there for, for the five births. Uh, Dave exotic writes, you've said that calling Hogan Bossman at MSG was your most memorable WWE moment. Yeah. Where would this stack up? If you were there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say it's memorable. I mean, how could you forget something like that? What did they take any heat for this Conrad? Of course they did. Are you kidding? Yeah. And by the way, lots of people mistakenly list this. And say, oh, all of Israel's terrible ideas, like the May Young hand. It's like, that wasn't him, bro. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me that people are so quick to shit on Vince. They're like, oh, well, May Young, not, not, not it. Yeah, right. Come on. What do you think Klondike Bill would say about this? Tommy Viola wants to know. Uh, he would probably say, you don't have forceps. I'll use my teeth. RJ wants to know who would you rather have a hand baby with Medusa, Tori, or Francine? Uh, Francine. Lee wants to know if you could have pulled anything out of there, what would it be and why? It'd have been another hand. Okay. What? Do, oh my God. Here comes Kane. Is this like, uh, is this like some sort of angle? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, they got, is there a storyline between he and, uh, X-Pac? Yeah. X-Pac. Okay. They're in got a feud it. and then eventually they become a tag team. Okay. And then another feud. So now we got uh, road dog and uh, one of the Dudleys, right? Or, and the Dudleys together. 
Where do you put this on worst things we've ever seen in wrestling? Uh, this, uh, well, this is going to, this is going to rank right up there. I don't know. Top, top 10, top five, maybe. What would you even compare it to in WCW? In WCW, uh, Judy Bagwell on the pole. Possibly. I think, I think this was worse than Judy Bagwell on the pole. Okay. Uh, give me a, give me a few minutes and I'll think of some other bad things that we did. Any buff bag or was going to say any buff bagwell match, any, uh, Van Hammer match, maybe. Dude, there are so, <laughs> so many questions. There's no way we can get to all this. Okay. This, this is, this might be the most questions we've ever gotten for a show ever before. People are really excited that you're here to watch raw is hand baby. And there we see the empire state building. Yeah. Remember we could leave the house and do fun things, Tony. Yes, I do. Feels like a long time ago. It feels like years ago. Let me ask you this too. Where did they go with this? After that, was that it? Yeah. That is the end of the story. The baby showed up at a raw reunion and it really was the hamburger helper size hand. <laughs> and he hugged uh, Mark Henry. It was like a reunion. Okay. Okay, so are JR and uh, the King talking about it here, or are they just ignored it and let it go on? I, I just, knowing JR, how I know him, I just wonder what he thought about this. He moved on. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he did. They're talking about Foley here and the mm -hmm. retirement. That's what they're, they're selling here. By the way, uh, we do have something coming your way that mm. <sighs> you've never seen before, but it's going to happen in October. There was an episode where Vince McMahon would pull JR's head out of his ass. I've seen it. Well, we're going to watch it together in October. Okay. I, and the reason I've seen it was it's in his book. Yeah. And I wanted to go out and I went back and I saw it after I, I read about it thinking how in the world could he do something like this to JR? And so I've seen it. So we'll need to work at, look at it again. That's one of the worst things too. I've seen in wrestling to be honest with you. Hey, uh, did you know last week on AEW that you yelled balls in Japanese? Or did you find did that I, after the fact? Did I yelled balls in Japanese? Yeah. No one ever smarted me up to that. When, uh, when one of the performers got hit in the no-no and Jericho called the move, mm -hmm. Jericho said the word balls in Japanese and you yelled it. Oh, there you go. In addition to that, all the, the list of names that Omega and Nakazawa gave you were all like made up horseshit referencing yeah. porn. <laughs> I love it. That's tremendous. <laughs> I love that. Nobody's told you the entire time. No, I, I, I love it. I, I love being the, I love them playing pranks on me and I love saying, I love silly. I love silly shit, man. I do. How come when I, I ask you to do it here, you pitch a fucking fit about it. Our whole fucking show is silly shit on Conrad. I know that, but I'm saying like when I got you to sing, you know, way down yonder, uh, you know, well, it gets hotter well, than Medusa's coochie. You were like, well, oh, I can't do this. But I did it, didn't I? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there. Oh, shout out to uh, Matt Shivani, who immediately texted me and said, why the fuck is dad not wearing a belt? I don't, like, I don't know. Ask your mom. He, she let him leave the house like this. This isn't out of town. This is up the road. Uh, and then uh, the week before, you and him were ripping on my shoes. Yeah, it's like you didn't know that you, we were going to see your shoes. You had the right. the Air Mall Walker 2020s on. Yeah, that's right. Bowling shoe ugly. Yep, you're exactly right. Those are probably the shoes you cut grass in. Mm, I don't cut grass anymore. 
No, you got that sweet, sweet Tony Khan money. I've not cut grass in years. Oh, I've been to your house. I know that to be a fact. <laughs> I'm surprised the city hadn't find you. Speaking of silly shit. See, that's what we're all about. Silly shit. But those were really made up names. That is extraordinary, man. Yeah. That one of the things they told you was a legit genre of porn, but you don't <laughs> watch like... Asian porn. So you don't know. <laughs> What's funny is a buddy of mine who low key wants to be Asian. He, uh, tweeted me to tell me or texted me all the silly shit you were saying. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that is. And he's like, yeah, neither does Tony. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh God. I can't wait to see Kenny again. Uh, but that was an entertaining match. Those two. Oh my God. Oh my God. And sometimes you just got to entertain the people, right? Well, they did. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is a pretty long Mick Foley package. Yeah. I mean, he retired, bro. I got it. So they're trying to pay homage to him. And there he is waving goodbye for the last time. We'll never see him again. Right. He's done with wrestling forever. What a big moment this was Mm. on top of the hell in the cell with a flaming baseball bat. Wrapped in barbar. You can say that he literally gave his body for the sport. Oh, he did without question. Hmm. Pretty remarkable. How about yep. the roar of the crowd here? Being a great man. Exactly what he deserves. A standing ovation. I'm gonna miss him, Nick. And then you see the rock backstage. This is what, segment number eight with him? He's been out quite a bit. Little couple little teases. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Just think that's, uh, the last WrestleMania that would happen while there was still a WCW. Amazing, huh? I got to think cool. about that today about how weird your journey in, in wrestling has been where, you know, you make the jump over based on a recommendation from Ric Flair from minor league baseball that the Crockett's owned and get your chance at calling TV and eventually become the lead announcer on the show and then get a big offer after, you know, there's some acquisitions made and JR's in, and there's some combining of forces. And you think, well, rather than deal with this, let me see what I can get, get the big offer from the WWF, uproot your family, move North and, uh, put in your notice, negotiate a really good deal for yourself in WCW, then put in your notice. Go pick out a house in Georgia, go call WrestleMania, not call WrestleMania six, watch WrestleMania six, rush back, edit the tape, put your shit in a box, load up the family, move out of Beverly <laughs> and get down there buy the house you live in right now, settle in. And you're right back in time for RoboCop. <laughs> thanks. And, thanks and for pointing that out. Five years <laughs> later, Eric Bischoff would say you're too Southern. You're not on the big live show. You got, you got to be thinking at that point, oh fuck, I've made a huge mistake. And then he quickly adjusts. You become the voice of nitro. You enjoy some tremendous years at the tippy top of the mountain. And then a handful of years, not exactly at the top of the mountain and then find yourself with no home in wrestling and decide to 
go back where it all started to baseball. And then a hillbilly sees you at a convention, your only convention appearance of its kind. What happened when is born. Now you're back on top, back where it all started with Turner. It's fucking crazy. Is it not? Well, it is. And seeing, uh, having a hillbilly see me was the, the, uh, the key part of that, that I never will forget, but I don't think I'm back on top now, but I do. I, I know I'm not back on top, but Dude. I do know this. I, I'm sitting there next to Chris Jericho announcing with him thinking that life's pretty fucking good. I mean, it is pretty fucking good. And let me yeah. just, let me just tell you right now, you're the best announcer in wrestling right now. No, 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 no. Hear me nope. out. Now you said earlier, and I think you hit on something that maybe isn't discussed enough as we'll see the rock making his way to the ring here for whatever reason, the internet has not been kind to Michael Cole and Michael Cole is, has been in a thank, thankless position. He's almost sort of the Steve young of WWE where for years and years, Joe Montana was the man in San Fran and whoever came after him, man, it was going to be fucking tough titty. Right. And Steve Young, no matter how many games he won, even when he won the Super Bowl, yes, they appreciated him, but he still wasn't Joe Montana to those fans. And I feel like that's the spot Michael Cole's in. You've got to follow JR. Sure. And you sort of had a different path. And fans grew tired of your shit in WCW too. The you know, the familiarity breeds contempt or whatever that cliche is. And sure. And then you had an opportunity to come back and people were so excited for the nostalgia aspect of your return and your commentary now brings them back to their childhood, which is why we opened the show with, Hey, the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. I mean, who's your competition? Like realistically, is it Tom? Is it, I mean, is it Cole? Is it, Tom? No. is it Tom Look. Phillips? Is it, is it Byron Saxon? Is it Corey Graves? Like I, I like all those guys and they're all great guys, but I, think I, I, I still think Jr. can sell a wrestling match better than anybody. I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying fans have gotten a little bit familiar with him. Uh, and as a result, anytime he's on commentary and has one slip up, man, they just eat his ass alive. If you have the same slip up, they're like, Oh, Tony, it's just weird where if you guys made the exact same mistake, they would string him up and they would race to forgive you. Yeah. It's like that one night that I, uh, I called Eddie, I called Darby Allen or whatever. I called Darby Allen, uh, Sammy Guevara and Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. I kept mixing them up and I, I was forgiven easily. I couldn't understand why, but maybe it's cause I blocked everyone who would not forgive me. <laughs> I don't know. But meanwhile, uh, pretty good fucking match here, right? Absolutely. Good way to end it. I mean, big stars. Absolutely. And, and to be clear, the guys who started in, in seg one, here they are in the, in the final segment on the show. So, uh, chat me up on this story. Rock has got to win this match or he's out of the WrestleMania match. Is that it? He's got to pin two guys in order to <laughs> get his WrestleMania match. So he's got to beat Hunter. And he's got to be big show. And then he's got a match at WrestleMania. Mm, well, no, did anyone really think he would not show up to WrestleMania? Well, if he bought a ticket, that's what Jerry Lawler said. He's welcome. Uh, if he buys a good. ticket. Great story. Look at the kids, man.
By the way, when I when I see the McMahon family like that, I think of Bruce. Is he is everything okay in his world? Uh, he's stressed out. I bet he is. A lot. Man, I, I, I bet you all the shit that he's had to do because of all this, you know, because of WrestleMania time and and taking it away from the stadium in Tampa, I'm, I'm sure he's stressed out of his mind. Here we go. The Rock says he's in trouble. God, Paul's a, just a massive man. He, you just don't get... I, I, the TV never did him justice. You see him in real life, you get it. And what's the what was the uh, story on uh, Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, using the name The Game? Because uh, he was called The Game during this era here. Yes. Well, there was a phrase that was getting popular in pop culture mm-hmm. that... Uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Got it. Yeah, that's and he uh, said, Booker T always said that. And he would say, I'm not a player. I am the game. Got it. And then, there you, you know, they did a whole little theme song. It's all about the game and how you play it. Hmm. He I had a feeling call- it had something to do with the rap. He would try calling himself, uh, the cerebral assassin. And, um, the King of Kings, which I think is like Jesus or whatever. Yeah, it is. Well, we're getting ready to see God in a couple of weeks. So we might as well see Jesus. Sure. Which I'm looking forward to. And I guess that's going to be right up there with May Young. Having God wrestle. I think he was called the, the creator, the destroyer, God, God Connecticut was. blue blood. Trips. Triple trips. H. Yeah, like oh, you know. trips. Got got it. It's shortened for Triple H. That's when you're too lazy to say the word. Like, I'm going on vacay. I'm thinking you're doing what? I'm going on vacay. No, you're going on vacation. As a matter of fact, we're all on vacation right now, but it's not vacay. What are you doing around the house right now? You know, you've been telling us every week that you've been doing some things around the house while you've been on quarantine. Yeah. Uh well I uh I got all my paperwork in order. To uh, to file taxes, I did all that, and it's a it's a pretty healthy thing here. I um, bought some more Batman figures, and I've been uh, sprucing up my room a little bit. Uh, we cleaned out the garage completely. Bought new garage doors. Watch out! Pin somebody here, Rock. Uh, we're going to uh, do some work on uh, on the kitchen next. Get some things done. Playing with my dog. Playing PlayStation Four. And um, sleeping. Doing some work. You know, uh, doing some uh, some work for uh, for AEW. We're still doing some things. So, um, have you seen Jake Roberts? I I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. No. Yeah. Did an interview last week saying he got kicked out of DDP's house. Did he really? Yeah. Because DDP is afraid of elderly people now. Is that it? No, because 
he was booked for AEW, and DDP said, Hey man, if you leave, you can't come back because of the virus. Yeah. So he felt like he had to go because he wanted his job with AEW. So we went and then Dallas wouldn't let him in. So now he's stuck in some hotel and now AEW's not booking him and he just lives in a hotel all by himself. Yeah, but he's a, he's a part of AEW. Okay. No, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying yeah. that was the interview. And all I could think was maybe you could let maybe come just let him hang out in the attic or whatever. He could hang out in the bat cave. Well, you're in there. Okay. I don't think you'd want to be bunk buddies with him. Yeah. But in the attic. You just want someone to go look for your six man belt. Oh, wait, well, he's up there. That could yeah, work. Yeah. That could work. I got you. Maybe do like a, like a DDT or something up there. Yeah. Maybe bust the ceiling out. Maybe then it would fall down to where y'all were and you could find it easily. He's going to kick out of the choke slam. Wait a minute. What? It's over. That's the end of the show, buddy. The end of the show. He's not going to WrestleMania. Nope. He's dead. Rock's dead. That's the end of his career. He would retire right then. Rock is dead and may had a baby. Yep. Man, what a, what a terrible way to go off the air. I really would have liked to have seen one more cutaway backstage of Mark Henry coddling the hand. That'd have been great with all the slime still on it. Well, no, they would have wiped it off and swaddled it, you know, put one of those baby blankets on it and let May young take the, the fucking cigar out. And mm-hmm. I could have named, you know, like Jerry Briscoe and I don't think he would have been a good godfather. I think that would have been, they could have had the actual godfather be the godfather. Mm-hmm. And it would have been tremendous if May Young would have demanded 15% of that hand <laughs> right then. <laughs> I want my cut. <laughs> well, listen, I had fun with this this week. Next week, Woo. we're going to do some old school WCW Vader power bombing Cactus Jack on the floor in WCW from 1993. Don't you dare watch it. Watch it with us next week here. Uh, right here on what happened when, but Tony asked for this week, it feels like it's about that time. And we do understand in the backstage area right now, we're going to dispatch Dave Silver to the backstage area because, uh, right now may young is in recovery. And, uh, Dave has just told us that, oh my God, the fabulous moolah has now gone into labor and uh, they're going to have Dave, uh, D- Dave is, is she given, she has given birth. Yes. Uh, she has given birth. Ladies and gentlemen, she has given birth to another hand. A set of hands have been born in the backstage area, and Dave is taking those hands and he's 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 whacking himself off with them. My God, this is the worst that we have ever done here on What Happened When. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you on Westwood One. <laughs> the fuck did I just say? And every Monday we come to you on Patron Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Or if you subscribe, not only would you get this show early and ad free, but you would also get live chats with Tony Schiavone. Lord knows he ain't got shit else to do. Rescue him from Lois. Join patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday before it's too late. We gotta go. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling at adfreeshows.com. I've been telling you for a long time that SaveWithConrad.com can save you money, but don't take my word for it. Hey, good afternoon, Glenn. This is Dave Silva. Hey, what's going on, Dave? <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. We're um, putting these testimonials on the podcast, and if it's okay, yes, um, I would like to use your story. Absolutely. Um, my mom had been trying to get a refinance done for years because... Uh, 
years ago, her and my dad ended up uh, into a uh, home equity loan, and it had a really high interest rate on it. I mean, we're talking like 6% almost. We originally went, we tried to go with a different company. We were in with them. They were getting us taken care of. Had to have an appraisal done, and there was some issues with the appraisal that we had to get taken care of before they would approve it. Got all those done, and then when we went back to them to have them finalize everything, they backed out on us. Oh, wow. Um, and they said, we're not approving anything over $125,000 now. So originally, when we started this process, my gut told me, call Conrad. And I didn't listen to my gut then, so the second time around, you know, I said, I think I'm going to call Conrad this time. We ended up working with Derek Jones, and he is absolutely a treasure. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Derek, the, the work he did for us. He was always available anytime I had a question. I could call or text or email, and he was always there for us. He met every need that we could possibly have. Um, I can't, I mean, I just can't tell you how overjoyed we we were with the experience. And, you know, I've highly recommended it to people I know. Tried to get my daughter to go get a hold of you guys. About, she's looking to buy a new home here soon. And- so what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can be approved. And if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. But because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, and did I mention you could skip your next two house payments? Hurry to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! 